0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Holders Celtic will head to the scene of one of their biggest ever cup shocks After seeing off Partick Thistle Rangers face a trip to Hamilton in a draw Which also sees Lowland League side BSC Glasgow involved And Hamilton Aki's head coach Brian Rice Opens up on his gambling addiction I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans It's becoming harder and harder today To talk about the actual game of football So well done those who excelled on the park at the weekend And glut of goals Outstanding individual performances And dream draws in the last 16 of the Scottish Cup For the likes of Clyde and BSC Glasgow Now we've got the resumption of the League Championship race To look forward to on Wednesday night Remember, a draw is a disaster A defeat is a catastrophe And if you don't believe that Wait until it's your team who drops the points Yeah, been a long couple of weeks, Gordon uh, Obviously get the Cup uh, fixtures out of the way We know what the the last 16 uh Draw is And also we have League football to look forward to On Wednesday Thank God 01419511025 That's the number you need To get in touch tonight As Alex says If you're a fan of a top flight club It probably has Been a long couple of weeks The odd bit of transfer rumour And speculation To keep you going Now you've got some games Some football Some action Some talking points To get your teeth into So why not share them with us On the phones Or on Twitter We are there as well At Clyde SSB So much to go over from the weekend Which perhaps makes your job Maybe a little bit easier actually yeah. Because you have some nice choices this weekend For your result of the weekend I am going for Bonnie Rig Rose nil Clyde 1 For the simple reason that You play in the cup if you're a team like Clyde To get the dream draw And now they've got their dream draw Clyde versus Celtic yeah, I'm going for BSC, Gordon, purely for the point of view of the job that Stephen Swift's done. First time in the last 16, it's a remarkable achievement. Yeah, it really is. A Lowland League side in the last 16. Amazing. We had both managers in on Wednesday, unfortunately. One of them had to, to lose and miss out on that incentive, but well done to the guys at BSC. Now, your goal of the weekend, there were quite a few. Oh, yeah. I managed to catch up with the highlights over the weekend, and uh, you were spoiled oh, yeah. for choice. Very, very Many honourable contenders You've got to pick one And in my case I am going for Callum Booth mm. Of St Johnston In the match At McDermott Park Against Morton 25 yards Top left Goodbye <laughs> <laughs> He sounds convinced What about yourself Alex? Well listen It was a fine strike Considering it was his weaker foot uh, Callum Booth But I have to say Sean Clare Eclipses that Purely for technique Dropping out the sky Volleyed it right Into the far corner Gave the keeper no chance Thank you very much Okay now your howler of the weekend So many games So many goals So many refereeing mistakes And defensive lapses And goalkeeping errors And all the rest of it So I'm interested to see What you're going to come up with For your howler of the weekend I've got to go for Excessive howling On the part of Referee Alan Muir At Fairhill He Gave a penalty That never was mm. He didn't give a penalty That was an absolute stonewaller And Pretty much every other decision was questionable as well. Alan, give yourself a shake. I'm going for uh, a goalkeeper for a change. I'd I, I like to go for the referees and so forth, but I have to go for uh, Jack Hamilton up at Dundee. It was a shocker. Um, he won't thank me for saying it, but it was a dolly. Throw your cap on it, son. 
And get it gone And, and unfortunately he's, uh, he's let it skip in Now I can't play uh, The clip unfortunately Because this is a family show But just to let you in On, on how strongly Alex feels About that mistake I was on holiday <laughs> At the weekend I was a, a f- four hours ahead So it was about One o'clock in the morning Hugh I get a, a video From Alex He's been watching The game on television With uh, the ball Slips through Jack Hamilton's grasp And let's just say Alex was offering His own uh, Alternative commentary A, a unique, unique yep. observation That only he he can manage So um, I wish I could play it And share it with you <laughs> But this would be The final episode Ever of Clyde One Super Scoreboard You do know that I was private Staying private I'm just Just letting Just letting oh, was that, Just a, a, a bit of insight. Shocker. Yeah, Just a little bit of an insight Right so let's hear from you Let's not hang about 01419511025 This is your chance To have your say We're going to kick off With your Scottish Cup Review show Some of you haven't had the chance to have your say if you kicked off later on Saturday night or on Sunday and I'm sure Rangers fans will still have plenty uh, in the back of their minds following Friday night's victory against Stranraer at Ibrooks as well so don't be shy give us a call on 0141 951 1025 and if you would rather tweet you can find us at Clyde SSB the big game on Saturday evening in this part of the world was Partick Thistle Against Celtic Celtic getting the business done In the end to progress And most notably With a goal from Lee Griffiths Celtic fans Give us your thoughts on him He says he's far from finished After a goal scoring return He says the celebration Sticking his fingers in his ears Was a message to the doubters And he's had to bite his tongue During a spell on the sidelines Yeah it's always nice to be on the show But it's just great to be back And starting alone um, You know I mean I was in training very during the week You know playing as a two And you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it Came out of confidence, you know, I think my first goal in four months. Um, it's just probably the longest I've, I've went without scoring. So, But it's nice just to, you know, be back in the team and, and help the boys get a positive result. The celebration there, just a wee message to, to people who are doubting you, maybe? Correct. Um, there's a lot of pundits and, you know, ex-pros that, you know, think my time at Celtic's finished and that's a message to me. You know, it's the only way I can shut them up by scoring goals and playing well. Um, my time at Celtic's far from finished, believe me. Um, and hopefully this is just a start of a, a good run I had to bite my, bite my tongue I'm not going to lie I, I keep seeing the same things on, on social media and um, get sent the same things and you know I really have to bite my tongue because it's it's not nice to see um, and I wish people would just you know let me go and move my game and let me you know just play football but it seems that everybody wants to talk about me and you know people bringing the Celtic bringing other strikers in which means um, I'm finished at the club but you know today I've showed that you know, I'm still around, I can still score goals and, and play well. Lee Griffiths says he's far from finished. Celtic fans, what did you make of his contribution? What do you make of those comments? 01419511025. Well, if revenge is motivation, then that's fine. All is fair and love him more. Um, it was, I think, his answer to the arrival of Patrick Klamala um, to suggest that he, Lee Griffiths, is not third in the pecking order. He is still very much. Second or even first in the pecking order uh, Now he has to go on from here uh, At Kilmarnock and Wednesday night Celtic uh, will be required to pull out a performance Against the Kilmarnock side Who get six goals at the weekend Celtic don't like artificial surfaces uh, So well done Lee Griffith As I say if revenge is your motivation Fine you know, The pundits can take it The ex-pros can take it Now you have to go on and do it on a consistent level yeah listen it's good to see him back playing It's been a tough 18 months for him He's been through his, his personal issues uh, And on the back of that the, You're going to have doubters Part of the thing is The people at Celtic believe in him 
You've, he's still there A lot of people are saying He was going to go out and loan So it's a case of him Just knuckling down yeah. Don't worry about the doubters Because they will always be there Regardless So the only way you're going to Knock that is by focusing On your own job Scoring goals And playing regularly for Celtic Neil Lennon described Celtic As vibrant against Partick Thistle On Saturday He was happy to see Lee Griffiths back He says the referee Made the wrong decision On the late penalty they conceded Very good start Dominant performance I don't think the scoreline reflected our dominance of the game. Really disappointed with the penalty decision at the end. We are as a group. Didn't think it was a penalty. However, um, we played vibrantly. You know, we changed the shape of the team. Uh, there was good intensity to our play. Just overplayed a little bit in the final third at times, but overall I'm very, very happy. And great to have Lee Griffiths back in and scoring goal. Delighted for him. Yeah, he's been looking sharp and played well, scored a good goal. Strikers goal So It'll do him the power of good and I was pleased with uh, A lot of things about The Individuals tonight as well And Obviously We lost near early in the game And Joseph came in And did a fine job Looked like he'd never been out of the team really um, Bit of game time for Kamala And and Arzani as well So it's been a decent night for us I guess without being at their sparkling blistering best you It's another result which just continues that incredible cup run For yeah. Celtic You now almost can't remember the last time they failed to win a cup game And on it goes on to the next round Where they face Clyde And we well, all remember the, the infamous trip to Broadwood Absolutely uh, 32 cup games in a row without defeat for Celtic Astonishing uh, 33 as you say Would have to be achieved At Broadwood uh, Where A Celtic team Containing No less than Roy Keane Perished uh, Against A Clyde team Managed by The old firm duo Of Graham Roberts And wee Joe Miller uh, I'll always remember the day uh, But With regard to Saturday night's match At Firhill If the scoreline Does not reflect Your dominance Then you have to take Part of the responsibility For that Because Celtic were over elaborate at times um, But It's the first game back after a three week break We saw Rangers on Friday night Stutter back into action uh, Celtic were quite as stuttering as that They got the job done And with a bit more excitement uh, But They now Have to pick up very quickly At Kilmarnock on Wednesday So Celtic fans What about the performance? What about the contribution from Lee Griffiths? Maybe even the referee is on your mind Let us know 01419511025 Let's kick it off with Archie Who is a Celtic fan On the line What did you make of it Archie? Yeah I just thought it was nice to see Lee back And it was a good goal we scored But I think now Until the end of the season We should start playing two forwards Every game now because every point is vital now if you want to keep the run going in the Cups as well. Uh, because uh, we need to get the, make sure we get victories and not slip up any points. And also the referee, well, my God. I mean, for first of all, he gave a penalty that wasn't a penalty. And he also rubbed salt into the wind but just we sent them, we, we booking from Pong. Why didn't he send them off? He's the last man. Well, if the referee judges it to be a genuine attempt to play the ball, then it would be a a yellow card That's yep. if he judges it that way You know this this whole yeah. Double jeopardy type situation It changed a couple of seasons ago So if it's a genuine attempt To play the ball You, you get away with a yellow If that's the right phrase Probably not um, But if you pull someone back Or there is no genuine attempt Then the red card would still yeah. fall uh, What did you make of those Two decisions that Archie's unhappy with? The, the penalty should never have been awarded Gordon uh, I don't think Frimpong made Pretty Minimal contact to say the least And uh, even the player Rudden who went to ground 
didn't even Zanata, really Was it Zanata? Was it Sorry Zanata You know For me I just thought to myself How's he come to that conclusion And in terms of the Giving a red If he felt as if he made A genuine attempt The yellow card would have sufficed But to be honest with you, it shouldn't even have came to that uh, because it was not a penalty. I know it's getting harder and harder, as I said in the introduction, to talk about the actual game of football today because uh, we're always submerged in club statements and uh, rows breaking out between rival fans. However, we had the criticism of Willie Collin in the Betfred Cup final. We had the, the criticism of Kevin Clancy in the Celtic Rangers match on December 29. And now criticism of Alan Muir And Alan Muir deserves it He had a very poor night My general point about all of this Gordon Is that we are now about to embark on the back half of a league season That will come to a tumultuous end Referee decisions are going to play a part in this I can't help but feel We don't have VAR here Therefore the naked eye is calling the shots here and the naked eye is making an awful lot of mistakes. Archie, what about the midfield then? Who misses out? Because you want to see two strikers playing, so someone's going to have to give, something's going to have to give somewhere. Who's going to miss out? Well, we're up to the manager, but we need to play two, two forwards because two forwards have got a bit of double chance of scoring and we differences. Uh, I think this boy could win the championship for Celtic. Nah, that's not the way it works, though, Archie, uh, is it? Look at Cel- Celtic in the last three seasons playing with one, one striker. striker I, don't yeah. th- I don't think they've been struggling to score goals over that period, have they? I know what you're saying, but uh, we slipped up a regular season at Hamilton. Uh, sorry, and we can't, we can't do that. We've got to just, I, I think we should be playing two forwards because any other big team... Dominic's leagues should be playing two forwards as well. It's just crazy, this one forward carry on. Just sacrifice a midfielder and get two... Archie, yeah. Celtic have been very dominant in the last three years. I think they've won nine trophies in the bounce, but well, they've obviously won that one again at the start of this year with one striker. Why would they change now? Because Rangers are a lot stronger, that's why. We're only a point in front of them, that's why. Yeah, but, that's but, why I like, but surely, why we, Archie, playing... Because we we get good strikers there. Lee Griffiths and Edward are good strikers, and hopefully these young boys come yeah, as well. Yeah, but it's not always it's not always appropriate to play two strikers. Uh, and also to say Archie that Lee Griffiths will win Celtic the title, that is putting so much unfair and undue pressure on his shoulders. He's trying to make sure that he gets a game. So the thing is as well sorry Hugh they've just, the thing is as well they've just paid three and a half million pound for a guy Yeah, so he, he'll be looking to play some sort of part he's already in record as saying he's not coming here to be a number two uh-huh. but he'll have to go some to try and mm. get in front of Edward uh, by the way just to be clear Archie doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean Archie's wrong if Archie wants to see two strikers then yeah. that's absolutely fine but I'm just trying to guard against this automatic assumption that the more strikers you play the more goals you score otherwise everybody I, would just Gordon, see the way play as many they, as possible sorry, see the way that they played at the weekend Hugh I think it was partly to do with the lack of width that mm. they had at their disposal I think Mikey Johnson Elanousi's injured you know, they may have rested James Forrest, but I think Forrest will most certainly come back into the mix as well, Hugh. Uh-huh. Uh, Arzani, uh, you know, we've got came mixed, on. mixed to nothing to go on, but I remember Arzani's debut at Dens Park and he looked very good in the wide position before the unfortunate injury. Uh, what do you make of the draw, Archie? Does that still send shivers down your spine thinking of a trip to Clyde? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bed. I don't want a nightmare. Don't give me nightmares to me, whatever you do. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can understand why Hugh, It was just one of those that will stand out forever As, as one oh, of yeah. the great cup shocks It had so many subplots to it as well Which I'm sure we'll delve into between now and then With Roy Keane and everything else that surrounded the fixture I remember <laughs> Dewey Dewey Made his debut And was never seen again After that one uh, It was It happens every now and then The Scottish Cup Not just a A shock A mild shock This was High on the Richter scale I mean you can't have, Neil Lennon was in the team that day So he'll remember it well uh, As I say Roy Keane In a Celtic jersey Losing against Clyde Unbelievable yeah, I remember it well It was one of the big shocks And uh, I have to be honest with you I think The, the big thing for Clyde Hugh Is the money they will generate From this tie yeah. Maybe keep them going And give them an opportunity To bounce up a division Because with the personnel That Celtic have I just can't see it Thank you very much to Archie For kicking us off tonight You can join in 0141-951-1025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter It was a Slightly different look To the Rangers team on Friday If you guys given a chance Who took their chance Who didn't take their chance You tell us 01419511025 We'll hear from one of those youngsters And from Stephen Gerrard next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Cancer Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on an exciting Scottish Cup weekend Always is one of the highlights Of the Scottish football calendar Uh, Boise's on Twitter Looking back in the Celtic game He says I'm still not happy with the defence guys Far too many errors in the back four Starting to get nervous for the first time in years I can see us dropping points Here's hoping Lenny has an ace or two up his sleeve And Robert Neary's thinking back to that game At Clydehue He says I was sitting on the runway at Edinburgh Airport Waiting to deploy to Iraq that day Glad to say the tour went better than the game (laughs) We're all glad to hear you're still with us Uh, With regard to Boise's point um, Mm -hmm. For me Julianne can look lackadaisical at times And and weak And uh, it wasn't a penalty When Dario Zanata and Jeremy Frimprong Came together But There would be no incident To deal with at all If Julian had done his job properly uh, And I look at Kilmarnock At the weekend Four of their six goals Came from headers uh, Celtic will have to be Particularly vigilant When it comes to that Side of the game At Rugby Park And the the main point Celtic almost look Visibly pained When they have to play In these Surfaces that should never be allowed in the first place uh, Alex, the weekend started of course on Friday night yeah. At Ibrox Rangers getting the job done What about the impact of, of certain fringe players When you get a team like that When there's a couple of guys you don't often see The question is always going to be Who took their chance And who didn't take their chance Could you throw a few names yeah, for I, either category? I thought young Patterson did very well Gordon And it was the ideal situation We often say this about young players making a debut or playing at home for the old firm uh, suited him down to the ground because he had so much of the ball he's bombing forward didn't have a lot to do defensively but in the main I thought he'd done himself proud uh, Jordan Jones didn't quite hit the ground uh, running uh, disappointing but you have to factor in he hasn't played for nigh on four months so he he wasn't uh, brilliant Barker Ojo come on Never really had a big impact in the game I think part of the problem is you'd seven changes and it actually showed uh I think when you look back over the course of this weekend Rangers stuttered Celtic weren't great Aberdeen weren't great on the day either oh. And a lot of these clubs are coming back And they're mm. not hitting the ground uh, The way they were uh, Before the winter break But 
They have to hit the ground running this Wednesday, uh, Gordon. So, you know, they'll be looking at, for me, I think all the big guns will come back Wednesday for Rangers. Well, Rangers fans, what did you make of it? Who took their chance? Who didn't? Nathan Patterson says he's hoping to grab more first team opportunities, whilst James Tavernier's out injured. He said he had butterflies going into his debut and called it a surreal experience. Yeah, it was surreal, great. Walking out in front of 40,000 fans and the club I love, so it's just a great feeling. Over in Dubai, I just done what I had to do, just done my best, played the football I needed to play. Obviously got the start against uh, Locomotive Tashkent and I done well and I just hoped that was enough to get get the starting place against Sunra. How were the nerves going into the game? I put a flies all day but walking out the tunnel they just gone and I was just buzzing to get going. You're obviously filling in for the captain James Tavernier when he was out injured. Are you hoping that this could maybe be a chance for the next two, three, four games if he is out injured for you to grab your chance? Hopefully I'm just taking each day as it comes along, just doing my best and hopefully can just take any opportunity that comes my way. I've just shown that I can obviously play in front of the 40,000 fans and hopefully more, but it's just what I want to be doing, so it's great. I always try to make an impression, no matter if he's in the team or not, I'm just trying to do what I need to do and hopefully I can get as far as I can. Bill is a Rangers fan from Renfrew. What did you make of him? Bill, was he one that, that caught your eye? What did you think overall? See, to be honest, you overall, right? Okay, fair enough, Rangers have just come back from a, a three-week stint in the sun. Uh, in all fairness, I think Stranraer deserve a wee bit of credit for actually running out and giving making a good fist of the game. They're a lesser league team, and I feel, I feel that um, Hugh Keevans' um, comment that Rangers stuttered was a bit unfair. They did, as a lower league team, give a good fist of it. They came out and played it as if it was a cup final. Well, when, just, the, uh, when the Rangers manager could come into his press conference after the game and say he was bored watching it, and he's the Rangers manager... I think I can rest my case. It was just my opinion on the game here, and that's as I said. I'd like to think I'm a fierce, I'm a fierce football supporter. Yeah, so I think they, I but, think they deserve a wee bit. I think they deserve a wee bit of credit for their run out. Well, listen, they are six points adrift at the bottom of League One. I think there are a number of contributions that go to the making of a game that bores the Rangers manager, and high among them. Higher than Stranra was the lack of entertainment from Rangers. I repeat, I do respect that you have your opinion, but I think you overplay your hand. This was Stranra we're talking about, uh, including a striker who four weeks ago was playing in the juniors and a team who in general should have been lambs to the slaughter there. Uh, so I don't think you can let your own team off the hook And I repeat and underline when the, when the manager of Rangers can come in And allow himself to be quoted as saying I was bored watching it I rest my case Bill what about some of the guys that came in Maybe that we've not seen in a while Young Nathan Patterson was one of them Alex mentions a couple of others Brandon Barker, Jordan Jones Was there anyone that, that caught your eye? There wasn't really anybody that caught my eye As I said, I mean, fair enough I've come back from a three-week stint in the sun But I was more like, I was more interested to give Stranraer A little bit of a an applause for the run-out That they gave on Friday night Yeah, I, I, think, think, I think that's see, fair I, as well I was actually at the game And you, listen, these guys are part-time A lot of them are coming straight from work Three o'clock, pre-match And then running out in front of 40,000 There's a lot of nervous energy And and they defended manfully You know, they were throwing herself in front of the ball And so forth And uh that's from their point of view You have to give them credit But from a Rangers perspective Rangers have to do so much more I think people were going to the game And looking for at least 5-6 With the greatest respect to Stranraer Because of the level uh, uh, You know, you look at some of the players in show 
They should have been so much more And when you look at the goals that Rangers did score One was for a corner And it was obviously a good movement by Jermaine Defoe That sucks a boy in for the penalty uh, And I think fatigue was shown at that time But I think Steven Gerrard will be disappointed Because his standards are high That's the reason why he's bored <laughs> He was bored um, I think you've pretty much heard it from Hugh he, he paraphrased it quite nicely But let's hear from the Rangers manager Talking about the fringe players as well Nathan Patterson featuring heavily in his thoughts As you would imagine The priority was to get in the hat For the next round So I'm pleased about that I'm pleased about the clean sheet I'm pleased about the fifth win on the spin Outside of that I feel pretty flat and um, for large periods of the game I was quite bored watching it and I think our fans have come tonight really excited and hoping that the players can really go out and put a show on and entertain them over the course of 90 minutes unfortunately we never delivered that I think if you're outside the 11 at the moment and you're waiting patiently for an opportunity and it comes against a team that is a couple of leagues below with all due respect it's a good opportunity for people to go and show me that they're going to affect the 11 some people didn't take that opportunity tonight. I was really pleased with young Nathan Patterson. I thought it was a very positive home debut for a kid his age. Um, he was only really been around the first team for a short period of time. Everything I've, I asked of Nathan um, in Dubai, uh, everything I've asked of him in the, the days leading up to this game, he went out and tried to do that. Um, so I'm very pleased for him. Pleased for young Kai getting a debut as well, but I wanted to give him 30 minutes. Uh, I wanted to give him more time and, and more of a taste of it. Unfortunately, yeah, I didn't have that luxury. So um, I'm pleased with a few things tonight, obviously, but um, I'm really disappointed and flat uh, with some things as well. Craig is also a Rangers fan on the line. What did you make of fringe players like Nathan Patterson and those who also fall into that bracket, Craig? Who took their chance? Who didn't? Um, I well, I think I think Patterson definitely. Um, Took his his chance, um, you know. The boy he played well enough in the the wee friendly game that he played as well over the winter break. Um, personally, I think when I look at the options we've got, if Tavernier's injured, I, you know, in certain games, particularly you know St Mirren at Ibrox coming up, I, I would see no reason why not to give him another opportunity because that's a game with the greatest respect to St Mirren that I think you know Rangers should you know be able to take that kind of. I don't want to say risk because I don't think it is a risk um, and uh, I think the game itself you know I mean Gerard's right and that it was a bit of a boring watch um, but you know I think we also have to because I feel like th- th- there's been over criticism to a degree because it's not as if Stranaar were ever actually in the game um, they didn't have a single shot in the whole match really Um there should have been more than two goals for Rangers, um, but it's difficult when you're playing any team, no matter what level, to put nine men behind the ball, which Stranraer, and I'm not criticising them for that, because of course they're going to do that, um, did. It wasn't ideal, but it's about getting the job done in the first game back. Um, you know, I mean, I watched the Celtic game. That wasn't any better. You know, Celtic actually, despite their tolerance, um, and the fact they actually played a stronger squad than Rangers, because they had both Griffiths and Edward up front, um, they were lucky because Kenny Miller just before half time missed an absolute sitter that if he scores all of a sudden Celtic could find themselves going in at half time level ah, which would the, old, the old um, the old what about the old what listen Celtic were no great shakes I didn't think I didn't, didn't realise we had started a competition as to see which of the two was the most yes, comfortable yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but Craig has taken us down that road all I'd say to Craig is look you don't need to go to all these lengths 
Rangers just didn't play well enough against Ra. The manager said flat, disappointed, bored How many more times they got to tell you it wasn't very good So, never mind uh, praising plucky little Stunra for their efforts And never mind, well, I know about Celtic though, they weren't any better You know, just it's okay to go to the game and say You know what, it's like Stephen Gerrard said We're in the hat But it wasn't very pretty Was it? Stephen Gerrard It seems Alex Is quite consistent On these things though, yes. Because it would have been easy For him to say Well we got the job You know, To focus mostly on, on getting the job done is, is this how Is this about Trying to keep standard You know, what, What's the reason for it Because he he is, he, he is Quite critical of them At times When they have won games Yes uh, for, for me uh, uh, That's one of the, the Aspects I like about Stephen Gerrard He tells you how it is He yeah. doesn't try and Sugarcoat it he has demands on the players, Gordon And when they fall below it He has no shame in going That's not what I'm looking for yeah. I'm bored So the thing is They know that they have to do better Come Wednesday Now, I think they had a bounce game Against Queen of the South For five or six of the guys The main, the mainstay will come back into the team And the others uh, Who were the fringe players uh, Will probably be looking From the bench From now on Because the starting 11 More or less picks itself And one or two will have uh, sporadic spells in the, in the mm. team if there's an injury or a suspension, but they have to do more than they did against Ranra. Craig, what do you make of the draw? I know sometimes at this stage you're looking for something a bit different, a trip to somewhere you've not been in a while. Alex Ray was doing the draw, so he couldn't deliver that for you, but it's a, a trip to <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, listen, I, I thought the draw um, was great. I've got to first and foremost give a nod, you know, been a common old boy. Um, <laughs> Clyde getting Celtic, you know, I, I certainly follow Clyde, so I'll probably go to that game because it's just in the road for me. Um, but Rangers going to Hamilton, I think if both didn't get into the, the quarter final, something would have to go wrong because even though Rangers are playing Hamilton, who are Premier League outfit, and I, you know, listen, to be fair to Hamilton, you know, it, they can make it a tough place to go. I mean, it was the last time Celtic went, it was only one nothing. Um, Rangers have had a few one nothings in the past there as well, so. Nothing's guaranteed, but I think when I saw the draw, particularly as the numbers were going down and Rangers were still in, I was convinced that Alec Ray was going to draw his Pataudry against Aberdeen or something. Yeah, I was worried myself. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, well, here we go. But um, I think most people um, I think would be quite happy with that draw. Um, you know, you see what happens in the day, but certainly what I would say, um, against Hamilton, I think, he will, you know, we will need to play a wee bit better mm. than Stunra because Hamilton are a better team. It's away from home and in those kind of surfaces, you know, there's nothing saying Hamilton couldn't sneak a wee goal um, and make it more difficult. So. Okay, Craig, we're going to have to leave it there because I want to squeeze one more in before the travel. But thank you very much for your call. James is a Rangers fan in Kings Park. What's on your mind tonight, James? Hi, panel. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, it's just a call in regards to Nathan Patterson. Um, I've saw him a couple of times now. I watched him in the game against Wrexham um, in the the cup. Yep. Um, I thought he was really impressed me the last couple of times. And obviously with Tavernier now being injured, would you play him on Wednesday against? Yeah, absolutely, James. Like, James, I would, and I'll tell you the reason being is that you know the one thing that stood out for me watching the game against Dunraa was the importance of Barisic and Tavernier to the way Rangers play because they're two wide guys in, uh, of the front three. Come in narrow And they bomb forward And what they do is They try and get overloads In the middle of the park Get the opposition to narrow in So can Patterson do that Against St Mirren you think? Gordon He done it uh, He done it very very well uh, Particularly in the first half The other night He was just the Switch of play Taking it out of his feet And then wrapping it around the face And that's exactly What they'll be looking to do 
Uh, obviously it'll be a tougher challenge defensively because Samirin will have the ball at some stage whereas Drunrad didn't have uh, uh, too much. So I would expect mm. him to play because the thing is you're asking maybe Flanagan to come in and he's as solid a defender as you'll get but does he give you that Dynamic up and down that right side I'm not sure James of course you have to deserve it first Completely get that But is this a player that you would like to see Rangers make a, a sort of conscious effort to, to try and integrate him into that first team more Because Tavernier plays all the time Let's be honest He's only out for a couple of weeks And he plays pretty much every single game Do you think there's scope in the second half of the season To introduce Nathan Patterson a little bit more Maybe it's 20 minutes here 20 minutes there The odd occasion if James Tavernier's a, a bit below par Is that something you think could happen in the second half? Definitely But I think he needs first time football every week um, To progress A bit like Keon Tierney When at Celtic when he first came through He's played every week Whereas if he only comes on for 20 minutes Half an hour I'd rather him go out and loan And play maybe a top half championship team Or maybe a lower half premiership team But I mean this has all come from money and loving cans. The, the work they're doing with the youth system at the moment is fantastic. You've got guys like Patterson, Mayo, uh, and Bude. You've got loads of young players coming through. And see players that aren't performing, like like uh, Beard Jones, would you drop them out of the first team and replace them with a youth player? Well, Gordon, you said you have to deserve it. Nathan Patterson clearly deserved to play against Ra. And in Stephen Gerrard's estimation I think he would be thinking If he's good enough for that He's good enough to play against St Men on Wednesday as well mm. Okay James and Kings Park Thank you very much This is the ideal time to get your calls in We're going to get some travel with Stephen And then we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com <sighs> Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A couple of ways for you to get in touch. You can give us a call on the usual number or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Lots of tweets coming in, actually. Let's see what's out there from Stephen. He says Nathan Patterson made an excellent debut, particularly the first half when he put several great balls into the box, hardly wasted a pass, very mature, dropped out a bit in the second, uh, but a great one in the future. Is that always the message, Alex? You can be... Cautiously pleased You yeah. acknowledge that it was Strunrar You acknowledge that there Absolutely. was a drop off in the second half And you can be happy without getting carried away That's probably yeah. the message isn't it, it Gordon the, the, the analysis that the chap just said there uh, Is absolutely spot on I thought in the first half he was excellent uh, we, And I think it was a combination of Rangers been a bit sloppy in general And I think uh, uh, Patterson was similar to that as well I, I loved listening to Patterson there See when he was talking about the excitement here of before the game yeah. The butterflies The family there It actually took me back To my debut When I was playing Falkirk uh, Versus Dunfermline It was a local derby And I was up against Your old pal Ian, Ian McCall yeah. And I remember I was 17 You're making your debut they say, He'll never forget that day You know For the rest of his life It's yeah. amazing Dr Grant Campbell's On Twitter Hugh He says A very poor game At Pataudry On Saturday Aberdeen yeah. short of ideas Needed Cosgrove To break down A well stubborn Dumbarton side As an mm. aside Well done to the Red Army On the Merklin Red Shed Experiment that looked a real success uh, You're always kind of looking for the, the giant killing The banana skin All the usual cliches come out I don't know if we We really got one Air knocked Ross County out Championship yeah. against Premiership So that yeah. you know that has and, to go down uh, as one Is that about as close as we got? Yeah, Ross County Shocking away form I think that was a 12th away game In a row without a win uh, With regard to The Barton at Pataudry I thought they were Going to get that replay But 
Alec kept saying on Saturday, you know, that tiredness will kick in. That's right. And then the mind gets tired. And when the mind gets tired, the leg gets tired. And it was a kind of was lazy, lazy one leg, yeah. And, you know, Jim Duffy, the manager, a real sickening blow for him. As I said about Rangers against Stranraer, it's okay to say the result was better hmm. than the performance. And in Aberdeen's case, that was certainly true. Coming off the back of a couple of weeks though Where there is potential for rustiness And the lower league managers will all be shouting at the radio Saying oh is that right Some rustiness you get away and get to sun yourself We would love that Fine I, you know, I do accept that But sometimes you do see it That teams don't come back flying the way they perhaps should But the likes of Motherwell Kilmarnock Hearts Hamilton Aki's All facing just slightly tricky ties in their own way But all actually coming through them Really comfortably You know Motherwell winning by three Hamilton by five Hearts by five Kilmarnock by six So there were no... No real scares there Yeah I think it's just about How the dynamic of the game goes Because if you get a couple of goals Early doors It's so destroying for the smaller club And the, the, you know, the stronger teams get stronger And they just steamroll uh, the opposition And uh, listen I don't think there's any rhyme or reason Going back to your point there In terms of Most people would love that winter break If you're taking three weeks off And you're not playing competitive football Once you come back There's a potential that you could actually be Kind of stuttering But it's important to get up and running When it really matters Gordon They've all got through in the ties this Wednesday is a real deal You're back to business I think when you're a Kilmarnock Playing a Queen's Park Or a Hearts Playing an Airdrie People will absolutely Slaughter you If anything happens If it's a replay Or worse still If they put you out You will be slaughtered So when they win By an aggregate 11-0 I think you have to Give them due credit Barry's a Celtic fan In Barhead What did you make of it At the weekend Barry What about the draw That lies ahead um, so the Clyde, the Clyde game should be interesting, you know. Um, hopefully not a banana skin like it was a, a few years back. But um, my 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 point being uh, today is, I thought the game Saturday, I thought Celtic were were very disjointed. Um, it looked to me like it was eleven players that had the same shot on. It didn't look like a team. Um, even when when we scored after twelve minutes, I thought right, maybe we'll go on here. Crack on, we'll score a few more, but it did, just didn't pan out that way. Um, uh, Patrick Thistle had a couple of good chances, and on our day, Kenny Miller would have scored at the back post. And I just get this feeling that Celtic have got this opinion that they turn up and they win. You know, um, it doesn't seem to be a kind of a, a, a will to win. I didn't see it against Rangers either. I didn't see the kind of you know that the that the, the tiger ruthless. That's the word you're looking yeah. for. Ruthless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Barry, why do you think Neil Lennon doesn't sound too concerned? He actually sounded pretty positive, pretty happy about the way things went on Saturday. Why do you think that might be? I think he's got to be. You know, he's he's got to be positive. But again, I, but this but this Celtic board again, I'm I'm having to question them, and people are going to slaughter me for saying, "Oh, she's a one." Barry, Barry why are you questioning the board? I just because I don't think for a, for a, why why do Celtic buy a twenty one year old Polish striker that's not really done much? Do you know, Barry, do you know why Celtic have, have spent in the last two transfer windows? I know it's been a lot. Which is it? God, must be close to about twenty million. Twenty now. million quid. I don't know when the last time Celtic spent that kind of money here in two windows. And they're not done yet Well I didn't call them windows then But when Martin <laughs> and Eel came uh, They immediately put out £20 million On uh, Hearts and Sutton So there Thompson. you go So 20 years ago then uh, 90 uh, Martin uh, came uh, yeah, yeah 20 years ago yeah uh, But the, the Barry's uh, Right in a sense that uh, You know it, it was all a bit Disjointed on Saturday night 
However, we're seeing the same thing of Rangers. We're seeing the same thing of Aberdeen. Um, why it happens, only they know. Uh, I just think that sometimes Neil Lennon puts a positive spin on it. Uh, you know, and managers are like to approach it in their own way. Stephen Gerrard said he was flat, disappointed, and bored. Neil Lennon said uh, he thought Semenovic uh, came back in and did very well. Uh, sorry, don't think so. Uh, and th- th- there were aspects of the performance that were, were not great And they will have to be much better at Kilmarnock and Wednesday What about individuals Barry? Who stood out for you? Whether it be in a positive or a negative sense you decide Who who stood out either way? I thought I actually thought Rogic was getting yeah. back mm-hmm. his best A couple of good touches You know, he was, it looked like the Rogic of old And that's what I was hoping You know, um, he, he opened up defences He does that half turn But he, he kind of takes a player out of the game He opens up the game a wee bit more But I just... I don't know. It's hard to put your finger on. I just felt as if they just won at the races. There, there. I mean, you could, you, you can easily. You're right in what you're saying. You know, Rangers were the same. Aberdeen were the same. But for a team that's, you know, streets ahead of everybody else, and in regards to who were playing in the Scottish Cup, I just, I just felt as if it wasn't. Put it this way, Barry. You, you'll get away with it against Partick Thistle because you know they're fighting relegation. You've at the end of the day, you get. Much better players than they have And worst case scenario You get them back at your place for a replay However Come Wednesday night Now we're into all bets are off territory And I repeat And I stand by it And I know I irritate people when I say it But it's true You don't irritate people A draw is a disaster And a defeat's a catastrophe And Barry you know If Celtic leave anything behind at Rugby Park could be fatal On the positive side of things Alex I'm noticing a bit of a theme actually Because Barry makes the point A few people on Twitter Token jesters One he says a big plus was Tom Rogic Absolutely so Already a player Rangers and their fans Fear could be an ace up the sleeve For the rest of the season If he can stay fit Certainly for the foreseeable if, yeah. you know, In the absence of Ryan Christie Neil Lennon could be doing With the old Tom Rogic Yeah without doubt I thought he was excellent The, uh, the weekend Gordon I thought the way he drifts into areas He's through balls He's way to pass He's just a very intelligent footballer And it's been too long That we haven't seen him You know uh, From a Celtic perspective He's he's actually hitting form At the right time here I know it's oh. only one game But With, with Christy Being out Because if he was fit Christy Most certainly he would play In front mm-hmm. of him But what he can do In the meantime is Give the manager a dilemma When he comes back Good man Barry Hopefully we'll speak to you soon It's time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk/football. What a way to kick off the new week! Your chance to beat the pundit, uh, Hugh. Apparently, I'm hearing word reached me in the Middle East that you were the first pundit to lose in 2020 on Friday night. Can you confirm or deny? Uh, well, I can absolutely confirm, but it was a carb up because oh. the 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 chap who won uh, was given. The point for saying Henderson Without giving any Christian name for Henderson And so, what was the question? Who had gone to Empoli uh, In Serie B Oh how many Hendersons are playing in Serie B Come on see, you've got to give them Henderson I mean? This is what I'm up Come against. on Come on, come on. What, Anyway What is Claire White's number? This is your chance to beat the pundit nine, tonight nine, nine. 01419511025 Give us a call right now You come on You answer more questions right than Hugh or Alex And you win a signed ball It's as simple as that But you must call us before 7 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. We kicked off looking back on a busy weekend in the Scottish Cup over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you've any thoughts on the games over the weekend, do get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. And after we play Beat the Pundit, we're going to look at a big story come out of Hamilton Ackies this morning. Brian Rice. Um, opening up on his gambling addiction the Hamilton Aki's boss um, Issuing a statement Well the club issuing a statement on his behalf He will face a Scottish FA hearing next week uh, After reporting himself For gambling on football So if you've got any thoughts Any support perhaps For, for Brian Rice Any similar experiences Anything you could suggest How we tackle these things within our game Let's take them all 01419511025 Give us a call right now And we could be speaking to you next Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is beat the pundit time. Hugh Keevens, the first pundit to lose this decade when he lost on Friday. He's a sore loser. He says it was a carve up. Let's see if we can have a bit more of a controversy free evening. Gary's in Uddingston tonight. How are you, Gary? Hello. Fancy your chances, Gary. Do you think you can maybe turn it into a bit of a losing streak for Hugh Keevens? Get, get under his skin. I'll get a bash Get a bash I don't mind. <laughs> Well I'm going to toss the coin anyway And see who it is It might well be Alex He might be letting Hugh off the hook So heads it's uh, Hugh Tails it's Alex And it's heads Hugh You need to bounce back What is it you say A defeat's a What's your phrase A draw's a, 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 a draw's a disaster yeah, yeah, A defeat's a catastrophe Well two What is what, What's two defeats in a row then Your books yeah. Unlikely So that's what's staring you in the face On Beat the Pundit Gary I'm going to give Hugh some clay two in his ear And that way he can't hear what you're saying You've got 30 seconds Gary You're going to go head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yes Right let's do it Gary Which club has Jamie Murphy joined on loan? Burton Albion How many assists did Chris Burke get for Kilmarnock against Queen's Park on Saturday? Six Louis Moult moved from Motherwell to where? Aberdeen. Who scored Celtic's second goal in the 2-1 win against Partick Thistle? Lee Griffiths. Which Hibs player swapped his international allegiance from Switzerland to Albania? Pass. Which Scottish football stadium was the first to feature a dugout? Which Scottish football stadium was the first to feature a dugout? Uh, Hamden. Okay, let's bring Hugh back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. You can. Great. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Okay. Let's do it. What club has Jamie Murphy joined on loan? Uh, Burton Albion. How many assists did Chris Burke have in Kilmarnock's win against Queen's Park? Six. Louis Moult moved from Motherwell to where? Pass. Who scored Celtic's second goal in the 2 1 win against Partick Thistle? It was. It will come to me in a second. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh. Pass Which Hibs player has swapped his international allegiance from Switzerland to Albania? Camberry Which Scottish football stadium was the first to feature a dugout? Partick Thistle Okay Who scored Celtic second goal? You'll find out in a second Gary He sounded quite nervous there I think you rattled him <laughs> No I think he may have got me with him I think so uh, let's, <laughs> let's find out exactly what the damage was What club has Jamie Murphy joined in loan? Albion, yeah. you both got that, so it was a good start. Gary, you continued your good start. Chris Burke, just the six assists. 
for Kilmarnock at the weekend Incredible Yes You ever heard a player having that many I, uh, Never No It was a remarkable one I, I, I spoke to him today And he says when he was taking the corner for the fifth one Gordon The announcement came up and says Stuart Finlay's won man of the match <laughs> And he looked around the crowd and went You've got to be joking Six assists in one game Oh, Terrific yeah. Brilliant You both got it right anyway uh, Louis Malt moved from Motherwell to Preston Preston So none of you got that right None of you mm, Inexplicably Got Callum McGregor, McGregor uh, yeah. Honest to you <laughs> Sometimes it just goes blank uh, Was this a guess The Hibs player That swapped his International allegiance From Switzerland a- to Albania An absolute guess It was a good one Florian Camberry Moved you 3-2 in front Which means it all comes down To the last one Gary needs it to equalise Which Scottish football stadium Was the first to feature A dugout Gary went for Hamden You went for Firhill uh-huh. The answer is Pitodri Oh I had hips There you go But you'll never forget that Gary There's a bit of knowledge You can take As a gift from us I'm afraid It was a 3-2 defeat Hard lines Gary <laughs> Thanks very much Gary's yeah, blown kisses He's blown kisses As if it was some sort I'm of back. Vintage I display I am back <laughs> Good man Gary That was Gary and Uddingston Your chance to beat the pundit We'll be back At the same time Tomorrow night Pitodri There you go You won't yep. forget that now No. Nope. Good wee fact that How do you know this Who did Got that one It's on Wikipedia Producer Andy uh, He does that at the weekend He's in the house all weekend <laughs> For what it's worth I googled it to double check I just yeah. Not that I don't trust him or anything I just, just thought I'd find out a little bit more And uh He's right What he's year was it then? Oh, I don't know what year it was Come on How can I not remember Callum McGregor? I think it was, was you a deflection you. I was thinking was maybe an OG <laughs> I watched all of the first half With yeah. Alec Ray And let me tell you He's mud that he watch a football match with Shouting and balling Shouts and balls and Yeah Yep He gets quite excited I think oh. excited just about covers it Right 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch At Clyde SSB on Twitter What are your thoughts? What are your messages of support perhaps? What are your own experiences With what Hamilton Aki's boss Brian Rice is facing today? He's opened up uh, The club have obviously come out and backed their manager As is the right thing to do as you would expect He reported himself to the Scottish FA for gambling on football He has now been charged by the game's governing body uh, He will face a hearing next week There was a lengthy statement on the club website Who, admi- you know, Brian Rice admitting within that That he, he is a gambling addict I won't be able to read it all, I don't think Because it is very long uh, But I'll paraphrase Firstly, I'd like to express my regret to the players Coaching staff, friends, colleagues at Hamilton For the lapse that's prompted me to voluntarily acknowledge Breaches of SFA's gambling rules One of the hardest decisions I've had to take But in a way the easiest I've made no secret I've struggled with the disease That is gambling addiction in the past The reality is I am an addict And while I'm proud of the fact I've been in recovery from this disease A key part of the recovery programme Is honesty Honesty to myself And honesty to those Who have and who continue to support me Including my family My football family At Hamilton He goes on to say He wrote a letter To the SFA As an admission That my disease has returned He says um, this is all part of his recovery the, the honesty accepted But he accepts that a breach of the rules Will come with punishment And I accept that He's speaking out to remove the stigma Attached to this horrible Isolating disease In the hope that those involved in Scottish football Who are similarly in its grasp Feel they can seek help And draw strength From my admission First of all I applaud his honesty Because in the 21st century With uh, some of the other elements Within society uh, It's not always a great idea To admit Publicly to your human failings So number one I applaud him for his honesty 
Number two, I sympathise with him. I have never known uh, any addiction to gambling. I have never kn- had any liking for gambling. That's just a personal choice. Therefore, I can't imagine what he's going through. But I sympathise with anyone who suffers from an addiction and is trying to be rid of that addiction. So I wish Brian Rice every success and I applaud him. He'll take his punishment like a man and then we can only hope that he gets on with the rest of his life minus that particular problem. Alex Reid, regular listeners to the show will accept that whilst you can't sympathise or or, or can't speak from from experience, you can. And you've spoken about it on the show in the past. What do you make of Brian Rice's... um, Statement and, and decision yeah, today I, th- I think the fact that he has come out And uh, held his hands up to this issue It has to be encouraged Gordon It's not easy because the thing is You get people who will try and use that Kind of uh, By actually that admission against you But they are not really that important Hugh The people oh. with common decency Will have a, an understanding that He is seeking help He knows the road to recovery Because he's already said that he is there he will get the support from the people at Hamilton because they do brilliant work behind the scenes from various addictions uh, and their family members as well. So he will get the support from the club and I think he should get the support by the general public uh, as well because it is not easy to come out and say, mm. you know, I'm back at this place. And by actually admitting to the governing body as well, I think he's already ahead of the game because it's when you're isolated to you and you're oh. actually kind of continue to behave like that. This gives him a chance to kick on and get back into recovery and uh, kind of try and get a lid we, on the gambling. Wonder if you could explain or try and explain it because explaining it's probably very difficult. But but try and explain, Alex, to people who who don't understand and who think it's really simple and who think you just decide yeah. to not bet anymore. Yeah, what's it like to be in that grip that? That go, Brian Rice speaks of It's it's an absolute nightmare Gordon I'll tell you I hit the group chat today And people are going You know There's a lot of gambling companies Around around about football And so forth Now um, Alcohol Drugs and gambling The people do One of, of Of the three Or all three And they won't have an issue Throughout their life The problem is When you start Affecting your family You start affecting your work You start affecting Your own mental health And the people around about you you then have to do something about that. Brian's come out today and admitted it. And by actually doing that, he can stop that kind of behavioural cycle, which is affecting him, his family, and he's also said it might be affecting his workplace as well. So by actually doing that, he gives himself a fighting mm-hmm. chance to get keep all these things in place. I mean, this is something he's struggled with over a long period of time. He acknowledges as much in the statement. What about the the whole idea of, of removing the stigma? How difficult is it from your own experience to, to sort of face up to whatever issues you might be dealing with? The stigma? No, listen, Gordon, I, I did this to over 20 years ago now and there was a stigma then because you were fearful of losing your job. The support wasn't quite there and it was uh, two other players that were in the Premier, English Premiership at that time who s- seek to help you. And on the back of that, I thought, well, listen, if these guys are getting support, there's a possibility that I might get support. Mm-hmm. And thankfully I did because it turned my whole life round. Yeah. It gave me an opportunity to continue my career, keep my family on board as well, and start getting my life and my career back up to speed. Now, 20 years fast forward, as of today, across the board, people will be commending Brian for coming out and asking, 
for help and understanding because mm. I think that's the thing you yeah. you know people go aye but this and that I, I showed you a tweet earlier on about a guy who had a pop at me for things that happened over two decades ago and that's why I'm trying to emphasise to people that stuff is no important they people are no important to me anymore because the people who know me are actually the ones that matter they people don't matter That's interesting what you said though Because So Brian Rice's statement finishes By saying I look forward to the future Founded on truth and commitment It's my wish Anyone who feels vulnerable Helpless yep. Or hopeless In the grip of this silent Yet destructive disease Can come forward and seek help So you actually You actually did come forward As a result of another player doing so yeah, As a result of that example doubt, so, so therefore yeah. Maybe some good can come of, without, of this. without a doubt And because he's a public figure Gordon Because Four years prior to me actually stopping, I tried to seek help. And the biggest fear for me was that I would lose my job, I would lose my, lose my livelihood. And by Brian doing that, the, over the years, people have seen public figures coming out and admitting I've got a, an issue, it then bounces on to other people to seek help. Okay, let's take some calls. Frank is in Kilmarnock. What, what do you make of what Brian Rice had to say today, Frank? Um, how do you view it from your own perspective? Um, thanks, Gordon. Um, evening, you and Alec. Um, I'm a regular sometimes on the uh, phone, and and um, I was driving home from work, and I heard the story about Brian Nice, and a lot of it resonated with me. And it's, I know a lot of guys have come out, John Hartson, um, yep. Andy McLaren, Alex, and stuff. So I've got my own personal experiences from it, guys. Um, stemming back to my early teens, um, and I've been there. Um, I don't know if Alec has this before, but it's it's a thing it lives with to the day you die. Um, one of the hardest things is not relapsing. Um, Absolutely. And when there's temptation there, you become complacent. Um, and it eats away. Yeah, as a disease, guys, yeah, I live with it day to day. I hate it. Um, at times, I hate myself for it. But I've got great support from my family and my friends. And one of the biggest things that we do... Um, you're in the middle of an addiction and it's any addiction guys is you hide it you're embarrassed you ball it up you don't know how to turn there's shame um, but I've reached out when I do reach out I get fantastic help um, I've done stuff like I've contacted Garm Care I've contacted GA I've built up a trusted network and when you're doing that and you're in that that support group you're in a good place because you can take positive actions and you stop gambling the key thing about gambling or any addiction is each day you do it and stop it, um, you you've you've beat the system and such. But it's tough, guys. It lives with you. It's a poison. It's horrible. And I I just think Brian Rice should be commended for what he's done today. He's a brave man. I support him. I'm a Celtic fan. Whether you're a Celtic fan, a Rangers fan, or whoever, I remember when Big Kyle Lafferty came out with it a couple of years ago. Um, I tweeted. And I've never seen one of my tweets ever done it. Um, I had tons and tons of Rangers fans saying, well done, big man, for saying it, sharing your own story. Because this is nothing to do with football rivalry, guys. This no, is life. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and brilliant, brilliant to Brian. And um, just any support that's out there. Guys, can I just... My, my little boy, right, he's, he's only 16. He's got Down syndrome. He really doesn't understand some stuff in life. But um, things like Ladbrokes... On a player's football jersey Which I would never put in my son's Like he goes Ladbrokes And he just doesn't understand the concept It's things like that We need Scottish football Needs to look at itself in the mirror I know that's where the money comes from But actually there's a moral choice here William Hill, Ladbrokes Listen 
the more that we promote it, and that's at the end of the day what we're doing, guys, we're promoting it, we're going to have more and more that's young a, people. To be fair, Frank, that, that, that's another debate. And I'll gladly touch upon that debate I won't sweep it under the carpet First of all I applaud you As I applaud Brian Rice For your honesty Coming forward And telling us about Your concerns And uh, I'm glad that you said You were driving home from work You know It hasn't affected Your life to the extent That you can't hold down a job Um, So I'm glad that your life Is in order But you realise that At the back of your mind You've got this particular addiction I wish you all the very best going forward. With regard to the wider issue of all of our major competitions in this country, the Premiership, Championship, the Scottish Cup and the Betfred's Cup all being sponsored by betting firms, plus Celtic and Rangers, their jerseys both being sponsored by betting firms. I am of the opinion, and this is one man's opinion, that... That does not necessarily mean that we are coaxing, encouraging, enticing people into gambling to excess. You can drink responsibly. You can gamble responsibly. It can become a part of your life without consuming your life. So for me, I don't think that because the Cups and the League is sponsored by Gambling firms and Celtic and Rangers have Gambling firms in their jersey I don't believe that that is Promoting Gambling to excess Well Frank I think you would Probably argue against that uh, No I get what you're saying uh, Listen any day there's temptation there In all marks of life I get what you're saying um, yeah, All I would say to you Hugh is when I was 15 year old And I had my first bet I had it And oh, when you're promoting it you, you raise the exposure. I agree that um, you can put controls in place, but unfortunately, as it's proven, there's hundreds of thousands of people in the UK that are um, do end up being a compulsive gambler. You don't say it to do it, just like any substance. So I do get what you're saying. It's a tough one. It is a, a debate that you could go on for the rest of the night, guys. I know you've probably got other calls want to come on, but... Um, just there's help out there for anybody else that doesn't know how to do it. And I know I'm going to have friends out there that's listening to me because I'm quite now <laughs> well um, listened to that will be saying, God, I didn't know Frank had these issues. So it did take a lot for me to do it. But the reason why I'm doing it is I think even if my phone call is going to help one other individual out there, then it's been worth me. And you can probably hear the nerves of my voice. So thanks, guys. Well done, thank Frank. you for your words. Frank, um, take it from guys. me. Right, no. take care. Th- thank you, Frank. Thank you. One of the most important calls we've had in a while, I would suggest. And you called up to praise Brian Rice for his bravery. But you should take plenty of praise yourself, Frank and Kilmarnock. Thank you very much for opening up. That can't be easy doing that on here. So we really do appreciate it. That was Frank and Kilmarnock. Jamie's in Knightswood with a continuation of what we've been discussing. And we're going to hear from him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been looking at today's story involving Hamilton head coach Brian Rice, reported himself to the Scottish FA for gambling on football. Let me just say thanks again to Frank and Kilmarnock, a really powerful call just before the break. Uh, Stuart McEwen and others praising uh, Frank on Twitter. Uh, so you can tweet us at Clyde SSB You can also phone 01419511025 um, Let's quickly get your teaser up and running as well Because a lot of people are trying to get through on the phones So Mikey Burns says Can you name 10 players 
Since the 2000 League Cup final mm. That have scored in the League Cup final And also 50 or more international caps for their country Henrik Larson Yes I can't believe you've just steamed right in with Henrik <laughs> Barry Ferguson No, I don't think he's quite got the 50 caps, does he? Uh, Stephen Davis Yes, just 117 caps I think for him He done okay that boy, yeah, didn't he? Uh, what about De Boer? No Ooh. Jackie McNamara? No uh, Prusso? No Avarlati? No Robbie Keane? No uh, Roy Keane? <laughs> no Stephen Naismith? Johnny Hartson? Oh my goodness, it's getting worse Flo? Yes There you go Finally <laughs> Okay that's 3 of 10 Henrik Larson Tori Andrew Flo McCoy's. Steve Davis No Since 2000 It may have been his tail end uh, You've got Larson Flo and Davis Since 2000 League Cup final 10 players have scored And also More than 50 International caps For their country Jamie's in Knightswood Hi Jamie Hi how are you doing Tyler? Hi Jamie I know, hey, the, Jamie. I know the, the The topic of discussion Just before the break Slightly stole your thunder But carry on anyway I'm sure you've got More to add yeah, slightly. Firstly, um, once they well done to Frank as well. It was a very powerful phone call, yeah. um, as you've said. So I think it's, it, it will help other people hearing that as well. Um, but yeah, the, the point I think, and I do disagree with you. I think the fact that um, all the leagues are sponsored, and all the cups are sponsored by betting companies, and it's not that it's forced down a throat as such, but it's everywhere you turn when the game of football's on, um, and if you're in the pub watching it as well, it's all over TV advertising. So. During that 90 minutes, or even before the game and after the game, you you hear about betting the whole way through um, from different companies. And if you're a, a footballer or even a member of the public who is struggling with, with gambling and you're getting a constant reminder that that's it there, I think that does make it worse um, for people to, to deal with and cope with and then maybe do bet in private and then the, the, the problems stem from there. Where do we draw the line though, Jamie? I mean, you said if you're in the pub, if you're in a yep. pub The temptation to drink Is there uh, You have to exercise you're actively going there. You're actively going to the pub To have a drink for, uh-huh. for many people Whereas if you're watching A game of football And betting companies Three or four adverts Within two or three minutes Will come up um, So that's filtering through mm. Straight away Whereas uh, To me the main point Is more around Actual game day At the stadium Or the fact that We're sponsored by Betting companies um, That that's that, that's that's a big impact on people who do have betting issues. Yeah, and Jamie, I the thing is, so it. many people, so many people agree with you, Jamie. I'm noticing it on Twitter and on the calls. How, how important? Because I don't, I don't know if we ever move towards a you know, a blanket removal of these types of things. That my guess would be not, but I don't know. That's just one man's opinion, as Hugh would say. How important is maybe the idea of, of regulation and, and tightening things up, Jamie? Because I don't, I'm not actually sure if people have noticed, but this season. The, the, the Ladbrokes message If you like And they sponsor our leagues Isn't actually visible uh, During a game anymore There was a commitment They made in the summer um, To remove all the You know The perimeter Boarding The, the hoardings around um, I think those now say Things like uh, Is it bet regret Or you know safe, safe gambling messages Rather than The name of the firm And that's just one firm It's just an example That, that, that springs to mind I'm sure that, that that was all scaled back in the summer So you actually don't see that message During the 90 minutes, Jamie Is is that the type of thing we could maybe move towards? Yeah, I think so I think it's more the fact that I think it's good that they are obviously committing to, to try and help people Because I do gamble from time to time I don't have an, a problem with it But I know many people do very easily um, But the fact that it's called the Ladbrokes Premiership like That straight away 
you associate betting with it already with a game of football. So many people will be going to a football game or players with betting in the back of their mind. And I think if you take that away, then that, that might help those people prevent that. How, how do we actually prove that, though? How do you prove that that puts betting to the back of their mind? And Jamie? Well, to I, be fair, though, Jamie and other people are perhaps, some are speaking from their own experiences. So. Yeah, I, I, but listen, I, I cannot. Repeat often enough I think we can all agree It's clearly not It's clearly a difficult issue It's not yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not a simple one and Everyone I, admits that I cannot repeat often enough That anyone who has that problem You have my Absolute sympathy And I hope you can work Through that problem But I'm trying to get fairness here If Celtics jersey And Rangers jersey Feature the name Of a betting concern On the front As they do How can you Absolutely prove the direct correlation between that and somebody having a bet. Oh, you can listen to people who've been there and, and tell you that it doesn't help. Yeah, you, you, if, if that's what they say. Yeah, but I can also listen to tens of thousands that it doesn't affect. Jamie and Knightswood, thank you very much for your call. One four one nine five one one zero two five. James is in Greenock. Uh, James, anything you'd like to add? I don't know if you're speaking from personal experience or, or from an outsider looking in. What do you make of today's developments with Brian Rice? Hey, hi guys. Sorry, first of all, yeah. Um, just to to touch on it, is I think I spoke to I spoke to you guys maybe last year sometime. When Ladbrokes were doing some roadshows or something, I spoke to you about the kind of gambling and speaking to people. And I just think it's probably the best thing you guys are ever going to do because if you'd have kept it to yourself and you kept gambling and kept going and you get in a bigger hole, you eventually isolate yourself from everybody. All of a sudden. You know, you maybe not tell people things you go in. So the fact that the guys actually voluntarily went to the SFA yeah. and actually said, "Look, guys, I have a problem here," it's probably the best thing a guy's ever going to do. Mm. I hope you don't mind me asking, James. Are you speaking from personal experience? It just sounds like that that you are. Hey, I, I, I was a, a gambling addict for years. Yeah, I mean, I'm going back now. I've not gambled for five years. So, but going back back in the day, and you know, it's funny people will probably think that I would have disagreed with what you just said there. But but he's right. You, I mean, as I said, the bit of kind of pubs and that you can't punish thousands and thousands upon thousands of people because somebody has got a gambling addiction or somebody's got a drinking addiction. You know, James. When I was a kid in the in the nineteen fifties, television came into people's living rooms, mm-hmm. and horse racing came on the telly at the weekend in the nineteen fifties, and I remember my father up and down the stairs. Uh, bet, bell, yeah. Betting shop Up to the house See how it got on Back down to the betting shop And so on and so forth Now you, you can't take television away Because it shows Horse racing Any more than You can prove That having Daffabet On the front of a Celtic jersey Makes Celtic supporters Go to the bookie Well James is speaking From his own personal experience And in his own uh, Mind that That wasn't something That he thinks would be Particularly um, beneficial James On this idea of, of Sort of opening up Talking about it Removing the stigma How much Has that helped You in, in the past Well it was the best As I said I talked about Brian as well With this thing The other day It was the best thing I've ever done Because I eventually Got to a stage Where I can isolate Myself everybody You're in the boogies You're up the road You're in the boogies You're up the road You're skint You've no food You know when you're you're kind of scraping up 50 pence To go into Morrison's To buy You know Whatever's there Kind of cheap It's Again, if this is intrusive, just tell me. But what no, no. what what made you change? 
It was just as we were saying, it was kind of talking to somebody, it was actually my mum I spoke to. Um, I phoned her up one night and basically just broke down on the phone for about five, I don't think I said a word for about four or five minutes, and then <clears throat> kind of had a conversation with her, told her what was happening, and the, I, I just think when you tell somebody, is, uh, the weight just comes off your Absolutely. shoulders, because if you keep it a secret for that long, you're, you're actually t- you're gambling, but at the same time, you're actually trying harder to keep it a secret. Sick is your secrets, James, that's what they say. And by actually yeah, sharing yeah. it, then you you release that burden here. How how do you, you do that again? You're, you're you're only as sick as your secrets. Right. So by keeping that at within, that's your sickness. And once you release that and share it with another individual, then you can start getting as all these guys have said. Yeah, then have a support network. How do you look back on that period now? Then James, you mentioned five years. Brian Rice speaks at length in his statement about I think you know the word relapse is is used. How do you feel about where you're at? With these struggles at the moment, I've not got a problem. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm saying I've not gambled for five years, but I mean, five years before that, I told myself I wasn't going to gamble every time I lost money. So I mean, there was probably a long process where I said I was going to do it, and then never, and kept kind of breaking down. But the fact that it's went five years, I've kind of done a lot outside, like I like kind of do football coaching and all that, and I've managed to pay for courses and all that kind of stuff. This is stuff I. I should have been years ago yeah. if I wasn't losing money, you know, the fact that I've got a kind of aim in my head is keeping me away from it, you know. But I think if I don't, I don't think I'd ever do it again because to be honest with you, if I walked in a bookies now and put even a pound in a puggy, I would probably just gamble then for, you know, I would lose everything I had. And that's what keeps me going because I, as Hugh is, we we're talking about with Hugh as well, I'd love to be able to walk in a bookies and put a five on a coupon on a Saturday and walk back out. Can he do it, man? But I can't do it Because I know as soon as I do it It's just going to trigger something mm. I'm, and I'm going to fall back into that hole You know So it's so it's, I don't think I'll touch with it anyway That I would never go back to it To be honest Good on you the, the hope James Is that maybe someone listens to Brian Rice And Has the The similar sort of bravery To come forward And confront what they're dealing with And you never know Your story might have Have the same impact So What, what would you When you look back on that sort of Discussion that, that you had with your mum And you said you didn't speak for, for five minutes That has been Do you look back on that then Is that still very much the definitive moment? No it is I That kind of That phone call changed my whole life And it might sound a bit dramatic You know But that, that phone call changed my whole life Because if I didn't make that phone call then as I said a minute ago, I would have been in the bookies the next day, and the next day, and the next day. But the fact that somebody found out about it, the fact that, as I say, that you tell somebody, and it just, the, honestly, the weight just comes off your shoulders, because all of a sudden, as, as Alex just said there, it's important as well. It's a port network you create. Yeah. And that's I mean, why... Mental, uh, mentally, it's hard. Mentally, it kills you. So as soon as you tell somebody, all of a sudden, it's like, right, the secret's out now. That's why, you uh, it, you know? that's why I have to applaud Brian Rice, because Brian Rice isn't a young man. Brian Rice is a 56-year-old man the last time I looked and he knows that he's heading towards the latter part of his life and he doesn't want the latter part of his life to be affected by this disease. Uh, And I think this is a cry for help from Brian Rice at the age of 56, 57, whatever he is um, because it is late in the game to use that expression for him and he's, he's got to do it in a lasting and meaningful way now Hugh, you, you, you actually touched on a really relevant point in terms of age there because you're obviously saying Brian's 56 um, and part of the 
the processing things is there'll be people out there in their 20s and think oh if I, if I stop going to bookies or casinos or whatever it is or horse racing they'll think their life's going to change it's never too early mm-hmm. and it's never too late to change that misery that these people are into so yeah. I think it's important to recognise mm. it doesn't matter if you've got a problem reach out James again following on from Frank the last time another really brave call from you James thank you very much for sharing your experiences and you never know that might just make the difference to someone else out there so thank you again to James in Greenock Sean is on the line he's a Hamilton Ackies fan from Hamilton uh, Sean I'm sensing an outpouring of support for your head coach tonight yeah of course uh, first and foremost I'm a Hamilton fan but I'm also a Hamilton supporter liaison officer um, on behalf of the fans there is not one person who isn't behind the gaffer at this precise moment in time. Um, the messages in which I've saw on message boards, social media, to the club, every single person is behind him right now. Um, and not only the fact that he's had the bravery and the honesty to come out and admit that he has a problem, that he will open the door, I believe, for many others, whether it be players coaches, staff of football clubs or indeed football fans who it doesn't just happen to the common man, it happens to people, whether they be the head coach of a premiership side whether they be a high class professional at whatever job they do in the city, it happens to everybody mm-hmm. Yeah and I mean Sean is that, is that the hope because this is not about football Allegiances, but I'm thinking particularly within the Hamilton support, and, and you mentioned your role as a supporter liaison at Hamilton Ackies. If there is, you know, these clubs are are built around the foundation of, of trying to be, you know, community clubs and be there right in the heart of their community, dealing with issues that affect their fans the most. So you would like to think that if there are any, if there are any Hamilton fans out there with similar struggles, then seeing that the manager come out. And hold his hands up to admit what he's dealing with Might just inspire them to do the same A hundred a hundred percent God. The fact of the matter is Hamilton Ackies is the beating, art, beating heart of Hamilton It truly is The work that we do in the community is, is incredible From gambling anonymous Gain anonymous Alcoholics anonymous To the charities involved with the club In terms of families that just go through Terrible times in their life to see the joy that the club gives to people like that, the door's always open at Hamilton. Always open. But it's not just open to Hamilton fans, it's open to everybody. Because what we do, and this is what we do, and we'll help one of our own now, and we'll show that we can get the gaffer through this, and that it's 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 a problem that we can get on top of. But the ultimate of that is, Gordon, the SFA need to step up now. The end of the day, the hypocrisy of it is the club, the, the, the competitions that we have are sponsored by betting companies. Stop taking their money and get rid of them. Because okay. at the end of the day, the man goes to his work every single day, he's surrounded by it. And that's not just him. I imagine there's going to be plenty of others around it. Sean, some really important points covered. Thank you very much, Sean, giving us the sort of inside track on the way the Hamilton Ackies fans are feeling today so thanks again to Sean we're actually going to hear from Hamilton's Chief Executive Colin McGowan in just a second quickly have you got any more on the teaser you've got Larson, Flo and Davis Joe Ledley yes well done Lustig no Davey Weir no McGrew no you're just rhyming off all sorts <laughs> now Brown. I was hoping there would be a bit more of a calculated approach to this no <laughs> 
If you don't have a go Try and think League Cup finals You've already got um, You've got the two most recent ones In Davis and Ledley I'll give you some more thinking time We'll hear from Hamilton Chief Exec Colin Chief Exec Easy for me to say Colin McGowan next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard the guys are trying to solve Mikey Burns teaser that he sent in uh, it's can yeah. you name 10 players since the 2000 Scottish League Cup final that have scored in the final and also over 50 international caps for their country good response to this on Twitter the guys have got Henrik Larson, Tori Andre Flo, Joe Ledley, Stephen Davis Vidar Rousseff Where on earth did you pluck that one from? Because, because g- given the start that you made I thought we would be here until... Christmas trying to get that one. I remember when he scored and I thought, wow, he scored a goal. How about um Malpal Magidi? Yes. Lovely. Two thousand and nine. I'm still waiting for him to retire. To get a wee slap on him in L five. So this is after he knocked your teeth out, yes. that's right. Uh, what about Sammy Rass? No. Uh, Kenny Miller. Yes. Three to go. You're doing not too badly. Did um did I you think, not play I did, in yeah. one? I'm, I'm, did you uh, play in the 2005 did, yes. final? Yes. Uh, Try and think uh, who scored. Well, it wasn't he, um, Moros. Uh, didn't get, uh, so- Soterios Kariakos. Yes, well done. <laughs> You've only got two to get. I'm actually quite impressed. By your own. Relatively low standards Uh, It's not too too bad at all Uh, We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Great response coming into the discussion Um, Nothing to do with us Let's be honest Some really brave personal accounts coming through on the phones Um, Really Truly grateful that some of you feel brave enough To come and share your own gambling experiences Emma says The gent talking about his gambling on air tonight Deserves a medal Absolutely encouraging to hear men talk about their feelings on the show tonight Uh, Kev says Very interesting discussion After the admission of Brian Rice I commend for his honesty Encourage anyone out there Who thinks they have a problem with gambling There is an amazing support network available And I'm talking from experience uh, Says Kev Let's hear from Hamilton Chief Executive Colin McGowan He says Brian Rice has succumbed To the disease of addiction After his Scottish FA charges today He also says He would support a football gambling amnesty To help clean up the game Brian came to me. He made the decision to self-report, which we done. He realised that he'd, he had, you know, that he'd relapsed. He was ready in recovery for the disease of addiction, was doing well, but he, he relapsed. He realised what he'd done. Came and to try to put things right. And he understands now there's, you know, there's likely to be a punishment. But the most important thing is that he's back in recovery. By far, that's the most important thing. The right support is, you know, is absolutely imperative. But but Brian knows, uh, Brian knows, uh, you know, exactly exactly what he's to do. Uh, it is a disease. It's some diseases you don't see, and the disease of addiction is particularly uh, destructive to not just to the person that's caught up in the shadow of addiction, but to even family members. But uh, Brian knows what's to be done, and the the club uh, will be fully supporting them. I'm going to propose that there's some form of uh, amnesty where it can allow the players, the officials and whoever's caught up with this uh, terrible disability disease, they can maybe come forward without fear of reprisals and then and maybe address their issues, get their betting accounts closed down, you know, uh, you know, anybody that's, that addiction's causing them bother. We're not talking about Brian breaking the rule. Of course, there's a rule of football being broken to protect the integrity of the game. 
But at the same time, he was succumbing to the disease of addiction. And that's where the difference lies. This isn't somebody disobeying rules. This is somebody caught up with the horrors of addiction. A huge difference. And if there is an amnesty that, that allows the, the players to, and, and officials to sit down and look at, uh, you know, at their gambling uh, habits, then it, it may be a, a great thing. It could well, as I say, I think we could turn what, what Brian's... Uh, experience and it's something really really positive for Scottish football that's absolutely brilliant for Colin there what he's actually saying because it gives people an opportunity to come forward recognise and then get the actual help without because people may well be sitting there going oh the ramifications come away you know by, by being punished through uh-huh. the, the governing body I think it's a very good and, and the, I, I often say this the work that Hamilton do regarding addiction is first class yeah, well, just because we are slightly short on time, Alex, and I think it is always a lot more powerful when someone is speaking from experience. What what would your sort of final message be to anyone who does recognise these struggles and doesn't quite know what to where do or where to turn? Gordon, depending what their uh, vice is, if it's gambling, you've got GA for starters, you know, Gamblers Anonymous. If it's alcohol, you've got Alcoholics Anonymous. You've got Cocaine Anonymous. You've got uh, Narcotics Anonymous. There are multiple agencies where you can reach out, you can call. It's confidential and they will put you in the right path to get the relevant help. And listen, it, there's guys on the other night. I think it's been a really, really um, a brilliant show tonight purely for the point of view is people are reaching out and it's that actual talking. And this modern day, particularly, I don't want to say for, for men, women, it doesn't matter. Just reach out, there'll be plenty of support for you. Because one of the previous callers used the phrase, it was actually his mum that he called and yep. he said something like that that call changed my life. Is that is that yeah. is that the the size of 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 the the action that, that you you recognise that when when he said that? Gordon, uh, I made a phone call one Monday morning about seven thirty in the morning to Peter Reed. And as I said, the four years previous I was I actually went and seeked help and uh, they said to me, You need residential. And at that point, I went, no danger. I'll lose my livelihood. I'll be all over the papers. And and fear stopped me. And I had to go through another four years of misery. And by actually reaching out, it was the best thing. And when you look at all these guys that have called in tonight, they've reached out to someone. And for me, that's the most important thing. Reach out, break the cycle of that loneliness and then that misery. And by doing that, you can then start the path of recovery. What it tells me, Hugh, is that this is affecting a lot of people out there because yeah. every call that came through since we started was either from direct, you know, first-hand experience or from close experience. The, the number of tweets, you know, this is just one show. We can clearly continue this until midnight, the number of people that are getting in touch. So it tells you that it's not a small problem. Now, gambling is endemic uh, in Scottish society uh, and in Scottish football in particular. Um, now it was interesting to call and asking for an amnesty there um, that is for governing bodies uh, to sort out uh, but clearly we do have a, a problem within the game and the higher up the game you are the more money you're losing obviously so uh, it is time to have a fresh look at it all Okay let's finish on a lighter note By having a laugh at you too <laughs> Trying to come up with the final answers to the teaser Thank you to Mikey If you've got any questions And you'd want to hear them on the show Full time at Clyde1.com You've got two to get Go Love and Krantz No Are they both old firm players? Yes One of each <sighs> The Rangers won What a career this guy had Now I'm 
Mostly before he came to Rangers Ray Wilkins? No So it's since 2000 remember Yeah right okay Not to say he wasn't good when he got here But he's he's notable for what he did prior to that Mark Hately? No Long hair like Mark Hately Yes And the Celtic one um, Maybe the new Polish signing Patrick Klamala Will try and follow in this guy's footsteps Jackie? Jackanowski? Too early Um, Polish (laughs) Come on you I'm going to put you out your nose No 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 MZ Magic Zerabski Well done That was a really difficult clue Had to give you then Right thank you to (laughs) Hugh And Alex Thank you for all your calls And tweets As always But in particular tonight A really special thank you For everyone who was brave enough To come on And open up about their own Personal struggles In response to the Brian Rice story Really truly appreciated It really is We are back tomorrow night From 6 o'clock Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Are here Callum Gallagher's up next He'll look after you Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.